This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's the preview show. It's the No Name Ever podcast. And welcome to the preview show brought to you by the Known and Never podcast, a very special festive edition because, listeners, we are actually going to get a preview show in that's not of a game that's been called off, which is hugely exciting because our last four preview shows have been for no reason. So we are bringing you a festive edition of the preview show that is up-to-date, relevant, and it's going to be for a match that we're actually going to play. I'm your host, Natalie Bromley, and joining me as ever at the helm is the main man himself, the headliner of the preview show, and that is, of course, Dave Statman Roberts. Dave, this is exciting. I was beginning, beginning to think it was us, the fact that we'd done the preview <laughs> show. We were kind of cursing it. Whenever Matt pressed that button to send it live, then um, the Premier League then thought, oh, right, yeah, no, they never have published. We'll uh, we'll call the game off now. It is. We are the industry experts at out-of-date content because we just put things in and then it immediately uh, is out-of-date. So so there you go. Um, so, Dave, what what... Well, we've not really got anything to update our listeners from the last few preview shows because literally nothing has happened. We've we all set off to turf more for the Spurs game that wasn't to be. And then since then, nothing's been played. It's crazy. How on earth are we going to deal with these postponed games? What, what's your take on all of this? It's going to be tricky, yeah. We've got four games in hand on, um, on some teams. Uh, that's going to be a, a challenge for the second half of the season, particularly with uh, our squad. It depends if the match is going to be finished on time. Uh, things could change a lot before then. It's going to be a, a tricky one and a, a challenge on the on the club and the, the squad we've got available to us. Yeah, it is. But I'm kind of feeling quite upbeat about the fixture backlog. And I think for two reasons. Number one, despite Dyche forever being down on the January transfer window, I cannot see how we don't bring any covering in the January transfer window. I just don't see how that can happen. Could not happen, sorry. You know, we are a threadbare squad, so I expect at least two players to come in in January that will provide cover. So I think we'll have be in a better position to, as a squad to deal with those fixture backlogs. But secondly, we've always been a side 
that's excelled when fixtures are, thick, are coming thick and fast. I was, and Dave, you might be able to, to think about this at some point and actually correct me, but it always seems to me that when we've had a long break in between fixtures, like say there's been an international break or something like that, we always look a bit leggy and a bit jaded when we come back and it's like the break doesn't do us any good so I'm feeling quite optimistic that um, a run of a lot of fixtures is going to be a really good thing for us uh, yeah we might have to go into championship mode again have that yes. sort of uh, Tuesday Saturday well it won't yes. all be Saturday but sort of midweek weekend midweek weekend and the good good well the plus side of it the silver lining if you will is that if we win all our games in and we're going to the top half of the table so that's another way of looking at it exactly and I just yeah that's hmm, that's gonna be quite difficult to do but no but seriously that 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 is true we are a team that has always thrived with that championship mentality. And I think that's because we're quite grounded as a club. Now, I think there's going to be a bigger challenge from that, given that it's been quite a long time since we were in the championship. But, you know, it's just, I just feel like that's going to add to our benefit. So anyway, we're going to, we'll worry about that later on. Um, In the meantime, we have a quiz question to give an answer to. Now, it was before our whatever game, was it the Everton? I don't even know what games we are, what we're called off. I think it was the Everton game, wasn't it? Um, we couldn't get that game on because Everton had to appeal to the Premier League to get their game called off because they couldn't field enough players. But we did still publish a preview short and we did still ask you a question, which was, which two players are Burnley's joint top scorers in past matches played on Boxing Day? And which, listeners, Dave, quite handily in my show notes, reminded me that that is, of course, the 26th of December. Not really sure whether he thinks I'm actually losing it. But, yes, I, I, I thank you for that prompt, Dave. I, I, can explain why it's, I can explain why I said that, because sometimes Ooh. the Boxing Day game, Boxing Day bank holiday, can be on the 27th. So I was specifically oh. saying the Boxing Day games played on the 26th itself. Well, that is a very important. Did we actually did we actually say that in the last preview show? Because that might have misled yes. some of our. Oh dear. Okay, that's good then. Well, either way, what was the answer, Dave? Uh, well, the correct answer is those two players who were our top scorers in matches on the 26th of December. Uh, they both scored four goals each on that date, and they were Andy Lockhead and Frank Casper. Ah, now. I don't think we had any correct answers from our listeners this time, did we? Which I think we can probably forgive them for. Uh, yeah, we didn't have any answers that I saw. I think um, the, with, with the other games being called off uh, very shortly before kickoff, uh, more people probably had chance to listen to the uh, preview show. Whereas with with this being called off, it was on the Christmas Eve morning, I think, wasn't it? And obviously, people have uh, exactly. other things to do over uh, over Christmas rather than listen to a preview show for a game that isn't going ahead. So exactly. we can forgive our listeners this time for uh, for not getting in touch with the answer. I I 100% forgive our listeners because I would not be listening to a preview show for a game that's not going ahead on Christmas Eve. When quite frankly, I, I it bothered me that we had to record it. Never mind, I didn't I didn't really listen. I was happy to record it. Well, do not go anywhere because we are going to have another question for you at the end of this show. Um, so all you need to do is stay tuned, and we will set that for you. Premier League head to head. Okay. Time for the the main event today. What are we here for? We are here, of course, to preview an actual game that Burnley are going to take to the field and play, which is Tuesday, sorry, no, Thursday, the 30th of December, an 8.15 kickoff, and that is away at Manchester United. Now, that game is being broadcast live on Amazon Prime Sport. So why don't you kick us off, Dave, with the history of this fixture, starting with our Premier League meetings? 
Yeah, well, Manchester United are one of eight teams. So that's the so-called Big Six, as well as Everton and West Ham United, uh, which Burnley have faced in all of our previous seven Premier League campaigns, as well as, obviously, in the current one. Um, Old Trafford is never an easy ground for opposition teams to visit, but Burnley don't have too bad a record there, although we just have the one win. That was in the uh, 2019-20 season. Uh, We've also managed three draws although all of our three defeats have involved conceding three goals. Uh, Let's get the defeats out of the way first. Uh, We kept it nil-nil for almost an hour in January 2010, which was Brian Law's first match in charge, Uh, but eventually we succumbed to a trio of United goals in the last half hour. Uh, In February 2015, it was 1-1 just before half-time, Danny Ings had equalised an early Chris Smalling goal, but it was Smalling again who scored just before the break, and Robin Van Persie netted a late penalty to prevent any chance of a comeback. Uh, Meanwhile, the corresponding fixture from last season ended as a 3-1 win to the Red Devils. Early in the second half, James Tarkovsky levelled a Mason Greenwood goal from the first half, but further goals from Greenwood and Cavani put the match beyond Burnley's reach. Uh, The three draws were a memorable nil-nil in October 2016, when the Burnley defence, marshalled by the inspirational Tom Heaton, stopped everything the United players could hit at them. Uh, And we also managed a couple of 2-2 draws in matches which we led, but conceded late equalisers. We were 2-0 up on Boxing Day 2017, when Stephen DeFore scored a majestic free kick, may recall, uh, but two second-half goals from Jesse Lingard earned the hosts a point. And in January 2019, we thought we had all three points sewn up, until United pulled one back with a Paul Pogba penalty and an injury-time equaliser from Victor Lindelof. However, I've left the best until last, as our only previous Premier League win at Old Trafford is the match from January 2020, and features in the next section as our memory match. Memory match! Well, what is that memory match then, please, Dave? Uh, Yeah, as we've just mentioned, our one and only victory at Old Trafford in the Premier League era and the subject of this week's memory match feature was back in January 2020, which seems an absolute lifetime ago, bearing in mind it was a few weeks before the season had to be halted due to the pandemic. Uh, Burnley took the lead six minutes before half-time, when Ashley Westwood's free kick into the box was headed on by Ben Mee to Chris Wood, who finished with a left-footed shot into the bottom corner. The second goal, after 56 minutes, was something very, very special, uh, as a neat passing move resulted in the ball being worked to Jay Rodriguez, who took a touch before sending a thunderous left-footed shot past David De Gea and into the roof of the net to double the lead. At just over 2,000 Burnley fans, situated in the corner of the ground furthest away from the action, went into a state of delirium and were joined in their celebration by an equally delighted but slightly more reserved contingent of Clarets fans who were covering the match from the press box. Unlike the last two occasions... Unlike the last two occasions that Burnley had led 2-0 at Old Trafford in October 2016 and December 2017, uh, this time felt different as the confidence seemed to ebb away from the United players. It was also very apparent in the stands, which started emptying at a remarkable rate uh, during the remainder of the second half. Uh, And this time there was to be no such comeback, which meant that Burnley gained a first win over United at Old Trafford since September 1962, on a night to remember for those of us who were fortunate enough to be there. Oh, indeed. And uh, listeners, you won't be able to see this, but I'm sure producer Matt will uh, tweet this out. But I've got 
a wonderful graphic of uh, Papa Bird and, and Statman Dave cheering that goal from the pest box, which is just filling me with it. It's giving me all the feels this morning, listeners, it really And is. there's, uh, there's uh, you can see Dan Black and um, uh, Chris Bowden in the background celebrating it as well. Oh, God, yeah, you can have just over <laughs> Phil Bird's shoulder. I've not seen them. Yeah, yeah. Dan Black is, is, is very much celebrating exactly as you would expect Dan Black to. On this day! Um... Okay, on this day. Now, this season we've been taking a look back at past matches played on the same date in the past. So why don't you tell us the highlights from the past matches played on the 30th of December, Dave? Yeah, well, there have been just 13 Burnley matches played on the 30th of December in the past, which is quite a drop from the 88 that we worked our way through for the Boxing Day preview. Um, I usually screenshot a list of the most recent 10 results to include in our script as a little reminder for us, and we could almost fit all the games in this time. Uh, We start off uh, way back in 1899, and it's just two days before the start of the 20th century. Burnley were at home to Glossop and won 3-1 thanks to a hat-trick by Edgar Chadwick. Six years later, in 1905, we lost 2-0 at home to West Brom and our only other match on this date, prior to World War I, was another home win against Glossop again. This time it was a 4-0 victory and Bert Freeman scored three of the goals. In the interwar period, there were just two games, a 2-1 defeat to Sheffield United at Bramall Lane in 1922 and also a 2-0 win at home to Grimsby Town in 1933. That just leaves eight more matches. In 1950, we drew 3-3 at Middlesbrough. 1967 saw a 2-1 home win against Everton, thanks to goals from Willie Morgan and Les Latcham. And then there were two draws in the 1970s. Uh, We drew 2-2 against Fulham at Turf Moor in 1972, although Burnley were uh, were remained at the top of the second division after that game. And then another second division game at home to Cardiff City uh, in 1978, uh, which ended goalless. Our only game of the 1980s on this date was a 1-0 home win over Halifax Town in 1989, with Ron Futcher heading a first-half winner. That just leaves three games from this century, starting with a 2-0 defeat at Hull City in 2006. We then drew 0-0 at Huddersfield in 2017, although we were denied a stonewall penalty after referee Paul Tierney turned down claims that Jeff Hendrick had been brought down by goalkeeper Jonas Lussell. Uh, Finally, there was an important win on this date three years ago as we beat West Ham 2-0 at home to make amends for a 5-1 home defeat to Everton on Boxing Day, a result which kick-started the second half of that season for us. So Burnley's overall record for past matches played on the 30th of December is played 13, won 6, drawn 4, lost 3, with 20 goals for and 13 goals against. Excellent stuff. And this is going to be after this week. Dave played 13-1-7. Well, that (laughs) that is the history of this fixture all done with. So why don't we move on to the present, Dave? Bring us bang up to date. Starting with our scouting report. Scouting report! Uh, yeah, as this is this is the first time we've faced Manchester United this season, we're reverting back to the tried and tested format we've used so far in the scouting report section. And Manchester United are yet another club who have chosen to change their manager since the start of the campaign back in August. Uh, after parting ways with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in late November, Michael Carrick was in caretaker charge for a few weeks prior to the arrival of Ralph Rangnick, who's been given the role only until the end of the season. Uh, most of their summer spending went on two players, 
who were winger Jaden Sancho from Dortmund for £76.5 million and defender Rafael Varane from Real Madrid for £36 million. But they also welcome back two players who have previously been at the club. Uh, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, returned from Juventus, and uh, ex-Burnley player Tom Heaton, who started his career at uh, Old Trafford. Uh, He was signed from, uh, from Aston Villa. Uh, United have played with a back four for most of the current season, including all the games since the departure of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. However, factors such as injuries, suspensions, positive COVID tests, as well as squad rotation, mean that we can't read quite as much into recent lineups as is usually the case. However, we will look at United's top scorers, both in terms of goals and also FPL points for the season to date. Cristiano Ronaldo is United's top goal scorer so far in the Premier League, with seven although second place Bruno Fernandes, with five, uh, picked up his fifth yellow card on Monday evening, and he'll be serving a suspension on Thursday night. Uh, In terms of FPL points, Bruno Fernandes and goalkeeper David De Gea have 71 points each, with Cristiano Ronaldo just behind them on 68 points. Mason Greenwood is next with 52. As well as Bruno Fernandes' suspension, Paul Pogba has been ruled out for the last couple of months through injury, and Anthony Martial is on the way back from a knee injury. Victor Lindelof is ruled out with a positive COVID test. It's kind of scary as their squad when you look at it, isn't it? I, I do think this a lot about United. You, you do these preview shows and you listen to their squad and you do think that they should genuinely be doing a hell of a lot better than they actually are. But anyway, um, right, where are we? Where are we? Scouting reports done. Oh, my script's gone. Opposition view. Yes, of course. Um we have told you, obviously, what we think about our visitors this weekend. But as you now know, we do like to bring you some thoughts of our opposition fans. Um, we have got our old friends of the show, Johnny and Oscar, for their opposition view, which is right here now. Opposition view. Hello, Burnley fans. This is John. This is Oscar. And uh, for the information of the listeners, Oscar is my 13-year-old son who's followed the family tradition of supporting Man United. So um, how's that working out for you so far? Yeah, not so well, to be honest, especially this season, following all the optimism in the summer. Yeah, and speaking of optimism, uh, Ollie left about, I don't know, four or five weeks ago. What did you think about that? Yeah, well, it's definitely time for him to go. Sort of went on too long. The coaching was clearly... Non-existent development. It's just none. Yeah. And then uh, Ralph Ragnick arrived. Four games so far. Two wins, two draws. So results not too bad. But, my God, the performance the other night against Newcastle was abysmal. Bad as anything I can remember. Really depressing to watch. Um, but, you know, I'm not putting that on the manager. I think it took Hasenhutl 40 matches to implement the same system successfully at Southampton and for the last two or three weeks with COVID they've been restricted to um, training or whatever they do uh, classroom lessons over Zoom um, so we need to give time for that that to kind of work its way through um, how are you feeling about things at the moment? Yeah I think the players really now need to be looked at after having a poor coach to hide behind um, they're sort of getting now have Ranyak in sort of showing their weaknesses um, attitude clearly seems to be the biggest problem at the moment. Failure to adapt, constant whinging and hiding from the ball, which is not good enough. Yeah, I totally agree. And we just look easy to play against. I think uh, some of the matches I've seen recently, 
uh, Norwich, Leicester and the Newcastle game the other night. They all came with the same plan, which was just to press really hard on our defensive midfield and we just cannot cope with it. Um, so, yeah, if I was playing Man United, that's what I would do. Um, so, just been two or three days since the last match. Uh, not much time to rest, recuperate and plan. How do you think they're going to line up? Yeah, I think the defence will be unchanged, except for Luke Shaw, who will come in for Tellez. Uh, the defensive midfields definitely need a refresh. I need to think Matic and Van der Beek will replace McFred. Attack will be pretty similar, except for Cavani and Sancho replacing Rashford and Greenwood, who did not play the best on yeah. Monday. So that's McFred out and Van der Matt in. You heard it here first. Um, and in terms of predicted scoreline, so I, I looked at some of Burnley's stats, so just 14 goals scored, uh, only three clean sheets this season, so not defending as well as in the past. Um, uh, seventh in the table for crosses, though, but I think that's the one thing that Maguire should be able to cope with because it doesn't involve running. Um, and then Pope looks to be out. Corne, who's been really great, but he, he looks to be out as well, so that's good news for us. So putting all that together, I am hopeful we might actually get a clean sheet, um, but chances feel hard to come by, so I don't think we'll score a lot. So I'm I'm going for one or two nil with a Ronaldo penalty. Yeah, another man-of-the-match performance for De Gea. Seen too much of this season. OK, that's it from us. So, Happy New Year to you all. Bye. And then the referee then, please, Dave. Who's going to be in the middle? Uh, We've got John Moss of Leeds. He's going to be in charge again for Manchester United against Burnley on Thursday evening. I say again because, remarkably, this will be the fifth time that he's taken charge of a match involving the two teams. Uh, As well as being the referee for our 2-0 win in January 2020, uh, he was also in charge for a 2-0 Burnley defeat at Turf Moor in September 2018. Uh, He was also the referee for the 2-2 draw at Old Trafford in January 2019, as well as Burnley's 3-1 defeat at Old Trafford in last season's corresponding fixture in April 2021. Uh, Burnley have won nine of the 28 games he's refereed since 2008. He goes back uh, quite a way. Uh, And he was also in charge for our only league win so far this season, which was the uh, 3-1 victory uh, against Brentford at Turf Moor at the end of October. And finally, for this section, uh, John Brooks will be the video assistant referee. Statman Dave's Stat of the Week. So, I know you don't want to leave it there, Dave, because I know you want to treat our listeners. So, why don't you dig deep into those pockets of yours and let our listeners have your miscellaneous Stat of the Week. Yeah, this week's stat relates to clean sheets. Uh, Prior to Nick Pope's clean sheet in our 2-0 win at Old Trafford in January 2020, and Tom Heaton shutting out United in the 0-0 draw in October 2016, you have to go back almost 100 years to December 1921 for the previous occasion that a Burnley goalkeeper kept a clean sheet in an away game against Manchester United. Uh, That uh, player was legendary goalkeeper Jerry Dawson. He was in goal when Burnley won 1-0 at Old Trafford. That was on Boxing Day in 1921. Uh, What would we give for another clean sheet this time? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, So how are you feeling about the game, Dave? Obviously, uh, I've got really no idea anymore whether we're in form. It's going to be a bit of a strange one for us. It's almost got a little bit of a start of the season feel to it, doesn't it? 
I'm not, as I said at the beginning of the game, I'm not feeling very happy that this is our first game in about 450 weeks. Um, I do think we're not going to be particularly sharp. I don't think we're going to be particularly on it. I think we tend to do better when games are played back to back. Um, but United are a funny side as well, and they are kind of there to be beaten. It can work both ways, can't it? We've had uh, oddities this week in terms of uh, managers of other teams complaining about fixtures and uh, the usual uh, line being trotted out by Jurgen Klopp uh, about their uh, schedule over Christmas. Now, as it happened, their game on Boxing Day was postponed um, and they lost against Leicester, who'd played just two days earlier. So kind of you wonder sometimes does it benefit in the short term anyway having games coming thick and fast and and having um experience doing that whereas i think that we might be a little bit ring rusty having not played for uh, for a few weeks uh, but on the flip side it might be a good time to play manchester united they didn't look particularly sharp against um newcastle on uh, on monday night um, are they going to get their act together? Could be a backlash from that. I don't know. It's uh, they do have the players to do it, but they don't seem to be uh, gelling as well as you would expect them to. And it might be one of those where you hope that uh, they have a an off day again, and we can have a good performance, and that'll give us a, a positive result. But we go in there with some some decent results at Old Trafford. We've had that um, memorable win that we mentioned, um, three draws as well. Um, and we'll be hoping to draw on the experience from those games and, and get another positive result. Yeah, I hope so. What's our injury <clears throat> status looking like, Dave? Uh, not too bad, yeah. Uh, Dale Stevens is is back, um, but not really fully match fit, so you wouldn't expect him to, certainly to be in the starting lineup. It, it may be a consideration for the bench. Uh, Maxwell Corney is touch and go. Usually when Sean Dyche's players are touch and go, they're more... Uh, yeah, <laughs> not, not, more, less likely to be involved when he, when he says that. So I think, um, yeah, 50% uh, likelihood is, is possibly optimistic on that one. Uh, Connor Roberts is uh, coming back from the uh, infection that he had. Um, he needs to get back up to match fitness again. And Ashley Barnes is making progress. But again, I don't think he'll be, uh, be involved. And then obviously there's the lottery of if there's any... Uh, late COVID tests coming through as well. So it's a little bit hit and miss from from that perspective. We, we don't have too many concerns. You look at the other teams and uh, the issues they have. I mean, at, at this point as well, it's um, it's worth mentioning how ludicrous the situation is in that um, it's not just the COVID tests, but injuries that are uh, causing fixtures to be postponed. And you look at teams like uh, Everton, and Everton registered 75 different players with the Premier League. Obviously, that includes all their under-21s and, and younger players going down. To my mind, it should be the case that if you've got that many players available, they are registered to play, that it should be possible to put teams out. Teams do it for uh, for cup competitions. If they're playing the, uh, the League Cup, they can get a team out and have none of their uh, exactly. first-team players in. So I think that uh, the Premier League should be doing more to make sure that teams do get games on with the players that are available. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of scepticism, isn't there, in the in the in the industry about you know whether or not some of these teams could, uh, particularly ones who've had um, coincidentally injuries to some very key players, uh, whether mm. or not they could have done more. But um, that's not for us to worry about. We'll worry about that another day. Um, give me a score prediction, then, please, Dave. Um, I'm going to go for a two-two draw. Mm. We're going to score two goals. Are you kidding me? Who's going to score them? 
Uh, Chris Wood and a Ben Me header. Stop stealing my Ben Me header, Dave Roberts. I'm not having this. I should have trademarked that. Um, well, I'm going to go with a one nil. Uh, I'm going to go with a one nil win, but I'm going to say that it's going to come from a weird source. It's going to be something like, actually, maybe it's not that. Well, it maybe is, but I'm going to say Dwight McNeil. Uh, he's due one. He's due a goal. I think he's going to score a free kick or something and, and we're going to win and then we're going to hold on. So that's where I'm going to go. Um, listeners, you know the drill by now. We want to know your score predictions ahead of the game, please. And thank you to all of those who do regularly send them to us. I do very much enjoy reading them. Um, we want to know the score, the scorer, and how they scored the goal. You can tweet us at known and ever. You can leave us a comment on our Facebook page or you can email us at previewshow at knownandnever.net. Fantasy Premier League update. Okay, Dave, second half of the show. We are moving on from talk of a Premier League fixture and we're looking at the Fantasy Premier League, the much-loved and highly coveted known and never FPL. Now, Game Week 19 was incomplete with seven of the ten matches surviving postponement and taking place on Boxing Day and the day after. This will make it interesting for future weeks as we await to hear when the rearranged fixtures take place. However, you do need to bring us up to date with what's happened in the Known and Ever League following the most recent round of matches, please, Dave. Uh, yeah, it's continued to be a very challenging time for FPL managers. You mentioned there that uh, we just had seven of the ten matches surviving uh, game week 19. Uh, some of those were called off quite late, and that can have its own challenges as well, particularly when the uh, FPL website crashes as people are trying to make last-minute transfers. Uh, it does make it particularly difficult. Um, we haven't recapped the overall Noni Never Top 10 for a few weeks, so we're going to give you an expanded countdown this time, starting at 10. Ooh. We have um, Ursay at in 10th place. That's a climber. We've got quite a bit of movement, actually, with uh, all the uh, to-in and fro-in and the uh, difficulties with the fixtures. We've got a few climbers in here. We've got Brody Robinson's up to 9th place. Uh, our very own Adam Dennett making good progress. Um, I think he might have played um, a free hit chip last week. That might have uh, helped his score. Had a very good week last week, up to eighth place. Uh, Jack Toner is down to seventh. Chris Horner doing very well, up to sixth place now. Uh, Luke Lambert is down to fifth. Deck Clark is down to fourth. Then a couple of climbers. Jaden Fitton is up to third. Uh, Jacob Sapwell is current runner-up. He's up to second place. And our leader, that's a non-mover at the top still, but the gap has been closed to just 11 points now, um, is Joe Elliott. Joe Elliott. Good stuff, all of those managers. It's very impressive to see you at the top of, of the list. Um, what about the race for December's manager of the month? How's that going? Uh, yeah, that's getting interesting. We're nearing completion now, and I think the way it's working out is that this round of matches will be uh, the end of that. So we've just got one one round of matches, the ones, uh, the well, midweek, late week matches from this week will count towards December. Then that'll be it, and we'll be able to announce the uh, December winner. Uh, but our current top three are, uh, we had Chris Horner, who had been leading the way, uh, has dropped to third place in the December table. Uh, but it's close at the top. He's on 313 points. Uh, Jaden Fitton is up to second on 314 points. And uh, the current overall runner-up, Jacob Sapwell, is leading the race for December. Uh, he's on 315 points. So it's just two points separating those top three for December and all to play for with um, the round of matches this midweek. 
Mm, definitely, definitely. Um, well, there's no change in the Known and Never podcasters mini league, apparently, so we're not going to have an update on that. Um, but I think you can give us an update on the most recent team of the week, can you, Dave? Yeah, we had uh, 144 points were up for grabs, uh, plus your double captain points, if you've been able to field the following 11 for game week 19. Uh, this team was in a 3-5-2 formation. Uh, we had uh, Sanchez of Brighton in goal. We had a back three, uh, Tierney of Arsenal, Emerson Royale of Tottenham and uh, Laporte of Manchester City. Uh, the midfield five were Lucas Moura, uh, Saka of Arsenal, Jorginho of Chelsea, uh, Raheem Sterling of Man City and uh, James Ward-Prowse of Southampton. And the front two were uh, Iheanacho of Leicester and Lacazette of Arsenal. Um, however, with postponements, the average score across the 8.8 million teams in the competition was just 36. Quite a low score for the uh, week. Uh, however, some may have done much better than that if they decide to use one of their three hit chips uh, or the wild card. But I suspect that most managers will be keeping hold of at least one free hit for a future double game week. And we'll have to see how the fixtures pan out uh, and when the best time to play those are going to be. But there's going to be a lot of tactics coming in, I think, for the uh, for the FPL in the second half of the season. Yeah, the, the, I mean, there definitely is, Dave. I mean, I've, I'm already all over that. Uh, yeah, definitely those magic beans need saving. And I know I've got to save one of them for a, for a game week later on. So, yes, anyway, we're still not 100% sure, like, listeners, when we'll be recording the next, <clears throat> excuse me, the next preview show, which will be for the away trip to Leeds on Sunday. But we will try and bring you another FPL update, including confirmation of December's Manager of the Month. So keep an eye out for social media and we will let you know when that's out. Statman Dave's quiz question. Now, I'm pretty sure, Dave, that a lot of our listeners will have done a lot of quizzes over Christmas, particularly Christmas quizzes. But that's no excuse. They still need to stay on board and pay attention to. Ooh, I've just had a thought. Next season, why don't we run a quiz of the week leaderboard as well of right answers? We could do. Let's add some competition to it. I'm going to do that. And then they, they can have a sticker or something, whoever wins, because everybody loves the stickers. Um, anyway, sorry, I digress. Um, in respect of that, uh, Dave, our listeners need to get back on board with the Quiz of the Week and, and, and pay attention. So what have you set them this week, please? Right, we want to know, uh, the last Burnley player to score a penalty at Old Trafford scored twice from the spot in the same game. But can you name him and what was the year? The last Burnley player to score a penalty at Old Trafford scored twice from the spot in the same game. But can you name him and what was the year? Well, this must have been like 1890 or something, but anyway. Um, <laughs> how do our listeners get in touch to uh, submit their answer, please? Uh, you can tweet us or preferably send us a direct message on Twitter. That's at never. You can email us at the dedicated email address we've got set up now, which is preview show, all one word, at knownanever.net, or you can also reply to the post of this preview show on either the Known Never Facebook page or on YouTube. Excellent stuff, and we will reveal the correct answer at the start of our next episode, which should hopefully be for our visit to play Legion United at Ellen Road, and which we are hoping, fingers crossed, will be our first match of 2022. Let's. I think Leeds are all right now, aren't they? They have had a few games pulled off themselves, haven't they, for the 
COVID outbreak. So fingers crossed we get another game on. That would be good. Um, but before we bring this episode to a close, Dave, do we have any community news to share, please? Uh, yes, there was some sad news this week as it was announced that Peter Pike, who'd represented Burnley and Paddiam as their local MP from 1983 to 2005, as well as being chair of the Clarets Trust, had died at the age of 84. Um, all of us at Noni never would like to extend our sympathies to his family, including his daughters Carol and Jane, and to his friends at this very sad time. Um, I'm sure that he'll be one of many remembered in the club's in-memoriam match, which has been announced as the home game against Leicester on the 15th of January. Uh, a one-minute silence will commence before kick-off uh, to mark a moment of reflection as we come together to commemorate the loss of all members of the Clarets family who've passed away in 2021. Uh, you have until midday on Friday the 7th of January to contact Burnley Football Club with details of any friends or family who died in 2021 who you would like to be remembered. Indeed. Um, well, that is all we have time for for this festive edition of the preview show. My thanks as ever go to everybody who worked very hard to get this episode aired. Firstly, to Manchester United fans Johnny and Oscar for their opposition view. To Turfmoor Stadium announcer Dominic Walker for his specially recorded preview show announcements. To producer Matt, who is quite frankly the MVP of the Known and Ever podcast for getting this out there. Um, but finally, obviously, to Statman Dave for all of his hard work in getting these preview shows out there. Um, you have worked so hard this festive period, Dave, with fixtures coming thick and fast and then all being cancelled. And you've just stayed relentless in your pursuit of getting the information together and getting us in a position where we can record something so... I am eternally grateful. Thank you. Um, last but by no means least to you, the listener, for downloading and listening to this episode. Your support is very much appreciated and we would not be here without you. Um, we will be back. I think we'll probably do a New Year analysis show after the Leeds game and the United games because they are quite quick. Um, unless we have, I think if we have a big win at United, we definitely do an analysis show because it'll be a good chance to get very excited and, and get some things out there. But like I say, Dave and I will be back with another episode of the preview show ahead of the Leeds game. Uh, so do stay tuned to social media and we will let you know when they come out. Um, but in the meantime, take care of yourselves. Merry Christmas from everybody at No Near Never. And look after your friends and loved ones as well. I've been Natalie Bromley. This has been the No Near Never well, it's been the preview show, sorry, brought to you by the Known and Ever podcast. Until next time. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.